Hello, everybody. Welcome in to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. It is Friday, February 3rd, 2023. I'm your host, George Kurt, joined by Tyler Snyder and Cody Roadcap. Guys, how you feeling with the Pro Bowl games coming up? I mean, this is the weekend Madden that we all simulate and don't even play. So uh, I wish we could simulate this weekend, but we can't. So, you know, we'll talk about it anyway. No, don't Sounds- even don't even exaggerate. Madden doesn't even have it exist anymore. It just it just jumps to the Super Bowl without anything there. I mean, that could just be a Madden glitch, though. But I, I do love that Tyler is back on the show, but we're not actually getting Tyler. We're getting we're getting Nancy. Miss well, Negative Nancy on. over here has been complaining about football nonstop in our group chats. So, guys, buckle up. He's probably going to say some stuff that's going to make you pull your hair out, but that's why we love him. It's good to be talking football with you boys. I cannot be the only person out there who thought this year of football sucked. I can't be the only one. There's got to be more than just me. My favorite part of it is how you're saying there hasn't been a good playoff game since Wild Card Weekend, and we got one in the second game of, of the conference championship, and you still didn't watch it through. <laughs> yeah. 59 million viewers. It last year. I went to bed. I went to bed at halftime. <laughs> The Chiefs did not make the Super Bowl last year, so it was not quite a repeat, but all right. Well, on today's show, anyway, we're going to hit some NFL news. We are going to give our guesses for the winners of the NFL awards, and we are going to do a Pro Bowl flag football fantasy draft. We're going to use the flag football rosters that we saw. We're going to look back at the box scores and see who had the best performing fantasy flag football team from this week. Make sure you find us on the on. Our social medias, we are everywhere at the Couch GMs and at thecouchgms.com. All right, guys, let's jump right into NFL news. Uh, tell me where you've heard this first news story before, and it's funny enough that it happened on the one-year anniversary. Tom Brady has officially retired from the NFL, this time quoting, for good. So my first question to you is, how long until he's back again? Uh, if he's retired by March 13th, or I should say March 14th, since he came back on March 13th last year, then I think he's gone for good. We got to get to March 14th to know for sure, though. Oh, well, maybe next year will be better. Tom Brady's not in it. Uh, here we go. <laughs> but, so, so bad Tom Brady actually made the year worse? Yeah, Tom Brady's still in it. But he and was he still made the pretty playoffs. bad. <laughs> And I know, but it's basically by default, but <laughs> yeah, I don't know. This this is the this is the Tyler we're gonna get this episode. It's gonna be a good time. Um moving on to some coaching news here. Uh we didn't I mean, think that on. Sean oh, sorry, go hey, ahead, go ahead. Like, let's I know we kind of just joked about it. But in all honesty, if this is it for Tom Brady, like, congrats to a hell of a career. Like I know we're it's kind of like, you know, Tyler talked about how the, repeatable of last year the AFC championship was are we going to go through this again but you know I'll still argue that he's not the most talented quarterback of all time but he's definitely the most accomplished seven Super Bowls unmatched true goat and my question is if he does retire and in five years when he's the first ballot Hall of Famer is the Hall of Fame game between the Buccaneers and the Patriots or is it the Patriots and the Texans because J.J. Watt's also a first time first ballot Hall of Famer. Do they actually pick 
Hall of Fame game teams based on people that were inducted that year? Is that a thing that I didn't know? Yes, that's a thing that you didn't know. Oh. It's always two teams that represent someone going into the, the Hall. Well, of I don't think I can even answer this question because, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> wow. I'm disappointed in you. Thanks. That shows I how much we Bucks care about Patriots. the Hall of Fame game. The, the the only time I ever cared about anything with the Hall of Fame game is when we were talking about how Josh Jacobs was playing in it at the beginning of this year. And that ended up being completely irrelevant. So <laughs> So what you're saying is well, whoever the running back is at that time, if they play, they're gonna be lead the league in rushing. I get it. But George, you could probably move on now from from Tom Brady. This was the weirdest year in many ways, and some will say it's bad. I'm some on this screen that you're watching will say it's bad, but no, that's not a common occurrence. Do not go by that in your fantasy drafts next year. Yes, moving on to coaching news. We did not think that Sean Payton was going to get a head coaching job this year with how it was going. Turns out the Broncos pushed in the few chips they had left and traded to, for the rights to sign Sean Payton as their new head coach. They gave away their one first round pick remaining, which was, I think, the Dolphins pick through other some. It's like a late first round pick and a second round pick in 2024 to get Sean Payton and a 2024 third round pick back. Do you think I, I'm just going to jump right to the fantasy side of this? Does this move help the Broncos offense and more specifically Russell Wilson? Can't hurt them. There's an embarrassment on the field this year. So, yeah, can't can't make them worse. Uh but they are missing out on some key assets by getting rid of the picks. I've never really been a proponent of trading away draft picks for a coach, but you know, to each his own. Yeah. They were uh, already here. down draft picks by trading for Russell Wilson also. So that's why I said like the few chips they had left. That is really, yeah, it, it seems super sketchy to me too. Yeah. I mean, call me crazy. I mean, tr- normally Tyler's the hot take guy, but, Sean Payton has been average for most of his career. I feel like he's overrated. A lot of people give him a ton of credit. I'm not taking away what him and Drew Brees were able to do for a couple years, but it was a couple years. They went seven to nine, three years. I mean, he has not as his record as a coach and statistics are almost identical to Mike McCarthy and, Maybe it's the Packers fan in me, but when you look at them from a media outside, Sean Payton is like top five coach of all time. Mike McCarthy is the guy that's always on the hot seat. Like, but if you look at their actual records and stats, they're basically the same person. Yeah, I mean, I there's definitely the argument that both of them have been lifted by Hall of Fame quarterbacks too. Like we expect Drew Brees to get in no problem. Same with Aaron Rodgers. Like, yeah, I is Russell Wilson that guy that's going to elevate Sean Payton again, too? I'm not completely convinced, um, especially with a lot of rumors coming out that Russell Wilson wasn't ready for the season. And that's a big reason why Nathaniel Hackett wasn't knocked down in some circles for getting an OC job right away. Yeah, I don't I wouldn't say that Mike McCarthy and Sean Payton are on the same level. I mean, has Mike McCarthy won the Fox Pickham pregame? In a season? No, but Sean Payton did this year on Fox. So, you know, that puts him up here compared to everybody else. But no, I, I agree with you, Cody. I honestly do think he's overrated. I mean, I think he's a good coach. I don't think he's a great coach. He's not a guy that I'd be like, oh my God, we got Sean Payton. Like, it's like, well, oh, we got Sean Payton. Like, we're okay. We're good. 
even Benjamin Albright, who covers the the Broncos, has said repeatedly, this was their third pick. Like they wanted John, uh, John Harbaugh. Is he the one in Michigan or Jim? Jim Harbaugh's Jim. in Michigan. They wanted Jim. That was their guy. He went back to Michigan. They wanted D'Amico Ryan's. He said, "No thanks. I'm going to Houston." And so now they were like, they were stuck with their third option, and they had to go for two high draft picks, and he's probably the highest paid coach now too. So like, not a great look. I mean, hopefully he can turn it around. I think it'd be a lot more fun for the AFC if the Broncos are competent next year, and I think he can get them there. Um, and my question is, when are they trading for Taysom Hill? Yeah, you keep saying that. Taysom Hill's getting old. I mean, he's going to be irrelevant in a year or two. Uh, no, I would say uh, you, you scuffed a little bit, but if I was a head coach right now and I had the opportunity to choose between the Broncos and the Texans, I would have chose the Texans 10 times out of 10. Yeah, the Broncos have some decent players on that roster, but they also struggled hard this year and now traded away everything they have left to build a team. So unless you can make some magic out of the roster you have now, you are stuck being mediocre for years. Where the Texans traded away their headache, got a lot of pieces, they have the ability to rebuild. Plus, would you rather play in a division um, where your best opponent is the Jaguars who have never been good or do you want to play in a division where you have to go against Patrick Mahomes twice a year yeah yeah I'm gonna pick the Texans you know I I was totally gonna be like how the hell are you saying that you convinced me I think the biggest thing looking at it like from the you know whatever the media looks at like the Texans are a dumpster fire of an organization from like the ownership level the Broncos just have new ownership now. They just got bought last year. We don't really know how that's going to work out. But they, when it comes to a player personnel standpoint, that does make a lot of sense. And then also D'Amico Ryan's Wayne to go back where he was originally drafted from, I think, was another reason. Um, no, you completely changed my mindset in the last 30 seconds. It was a good 30 yeah, seconds. I, yeah. No comment. Uh, I think you have a great point about you know the Texans being up and coming. I'm with I have my hesitancies because yes, they brought in Tamika Ryan's. It looks like a home run high, an up and coming coach, but he's now their fourth head coach in three years. Like they've just been having so much turnover. If they buy in and they give him three years to really develop this team, realizing that it's probably gonna be rough next year and probably the year after that. And don't force taking a quarterback just because you feel like this you have to take a Bryce Young or you have to take a CJ Stroud. Like if they if they do this right, I think it might be a better opportunity. But trusting that ownership to do it right is a big question mark. Um, but also, D'Amico Ryan's getting a head coaching job. San Francisco is just turning out head coaches. Yeah, as well they should. Um, so Kellen Moore is also out as the OC in Dallas. I'm just keeping this moving along because there's not the only news there. Um, McCarthy is set to call the plays now. And, you know, Kellen Moore did not wait long to get another job. He was a free agent for about 17 seconds. Was it that long? Yeah. Uh, I think the I saw one news story that said five minutes. It felt like 17 seconds, 100%. Um, and for those who don't know, he is now the offensive coordinator for the L.A. Chargers, teaming up with Justin Herbert out there. I think that's a good move for both. It kind of gets Kellen Moore out of the Mike McCarthy shadow. Um, gives the Chargers a young and upcoming coach to try to spark their offense. But, yeah. So we got some uh, breaking news during the podcast, which is always fun. 
Usually it happens as soon as the podcast is over and we go to post it, but uh, a warrant has been issued for Bengals running back Joe Mixon on one count of aggravated menacing. I have no idea what that is. Someone Dude, talk while I do some Google searching to figure that out. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I saw that before we started. And I didn't know what it was, and I thought it was a joke because I thought I've never heard of aggravating menacing. Uh, but according to Bleacher Report, they said he allegedly pointed a gun, a gun at a woman and threatened her. So that was the story behind it. Obviously, a lot, we are literally on Twitter learning about this now. Uh, so we'll see what comes up. Uh, if you don't remember, Joe Mixon did have a questionable background coming out of Oklahoma. Uh, very talented player, uh, but definitely something to keep an eye on and monitor as, you know, the team goes forward. I Definitely a breaking loss, probably going through some stuff. Uh, but if what is being said is true, that definitely can't happen. So more info to come on Joe Mixon. Uh, so and yeah, thank a you. heartbreaking loss, but don't hear what Cody's not saying. We are not saying that because of a heartbreaking loss, like this is okay. If you're pointing a gun at a woman, there is no losing a game that is worth doing that. That is not okay in any sense. So we are not condoning those actions. The way you said it made it sound like, yeah, he pointed a gun, but you know. No, I appreciate you for clarifying loss. that because that is not how I wanted it to be portrayed. No. So, <laughs> all right. Anyway, yeah, that that threw a wrench in what I would. That that's an interesting news story there. Um, anything else on the Kellen Moore situation? or Are we going to move on? I'm good to move on. Just out of do you, how much fantasy impact do you think that helps Justin Herbert? Like, are, have you guys been a big buyer in? Kellen Moore, I mean, Dallas, we liked what they had this year, and you could say that the weapons are as good, if not better, in the Chargers. Like, Does that make you guys more excited about – George, you're the Chargers fan. How, how are you feeling? I think it's still kind of level. Um, in my eyes, like, I think the Chargers were in a weird coaching situation to start with, and we thought, like, even their head coach could have gotten fired after the whole meltdown that happened. Um, but like Justin Herbert in comes to fantasy was already a borderline top five quarterback. I'm not confident enough to put him ahead of a lot of those guys in front of him just because of an offensive coordinator move. I think it's pretty level. And if it happens to be better, good for that. If you want me to believe more in the Chargers offense, don't sign an OC, sign a trainer. Then I'll start <laughs> to care more about their offense. And, guys, just real quick before we hit the last bit of news, uh, according to Fox 19, uh, this alleged offense with Joe Mixon actually happened on January 21st, so the day before playing the Buffalo Bills. So it wasn't even – it was before the loss, so even wow. more to what I said earlier. Uh, so this would be ha- – this could be uh, – would be real interesting if they would have went into one this game. But hopefully everything gets settled out. We get to the, the actual details don't want to speculate too much longer. Um, last bit of news, salary cap set to $24.8 million. So all you couch GMs out there can start going to overthecap.com, not a sponsor, or spot track, not a sponsor, and just be like, who can I cut? Who can I sign? Which free agents can I add? And have all that fun goodness. You guys ready to move on? Let's do it. I'm good. All right, let's jump into NFL awards.
NFL awards will be announced on February 9th. That's the Thursday before the Super Bowl. But we had announced the nominees last week. Why don't we go ahead and give our predictions for the winners of these awards as it will come out before our next show. We're going to start from the lesser hyped awards and work our way up. So starting off with assistant coach of the year, our nominees, Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions, D'Amico Ryans, new head coach, but was DC for the 49ers and Shane Steichen, offensive coordinator for the Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, Cody, you're the assistant coach guy, I feel like, of the group. Why don't you start us off with your prediction? First, uh, clarify, these are our picks. They're the AP picks. They're the people actually up for the award. Yeah, um, sorry. And I don't know if this guy's going to win it, but I think they he should. And that is Ben Johnson, offensive coordinator for the Detroit Lions. The team was 1-6 and six at one point. They turned it around to just missing the playoffs. A lot of the credit is going to be Dan Campbell. But as a fan podcast, we looked a lot into that offense. You know, they had people. Jared Goff was, uh, you know, a streamer candidate. Jamal Williams. He was a touchdown guru, solid guy. Amra St. Brown. They traded away TJ Hawkinson. Their offense got better. So all the work he did, uh, I would give it to Ben Johnson. Yeah, these are media awards, and uh, the media is on D'Amico Ryan, so he's going to win it. I mean, that honestly could be true. Uh, I would. I think some of these awards, I'm definitely going to look at the media. But for this one, I'm going to go with my heart, and I'm going to agree with Cody. And I'm going to go with Ben Johnson because even when the Lions were one in six, we were drooling over their offense. Like they have been, they were solid for I think probably 14 or 15 games of the year. So, and he probably had the least to work with talent wise of the group. So, I'll go Ben Johnson, but I don't know if he's going to win it because, like Tyler said, media award. Perfect. And just and be honest, if you watch the award show, they'll probably announce this one out of a commercial. They probably spend time on the stage for it. Um, the next couple awards, they'll all get their announcement on the stage. That is Coach of the Year. We did a system. We'll do Coach of the Year. The nominees, again, are Brian Dayball of the New York Giants, Kyle Shanahan of the San Francisco 49ers, and Doug Peterson of the Jacksonville Jaguars. I went first. So why don't, Snyder, you go first this time? Uh, yeah, I mean, I want to say Dayball because he led the team to the playoffs with a really crappy roster, but he also kept mostly his normal roster. Um, so I'm going to go with Shanahan. I mean, you go on a quarterback three and you're still nonstop winning games. I mean, that's just, it's impressive. Uh, Mr. Irrelevant. Nobody thought Brock Purdy would be able to step in and win. You could say it's the, the roster, the lineup as much as you want to say, but everybody thought once Brock Purdy was in, it was over and dude will stepped in and shined and now people are talking about 49ers should trade Trey Lance so they can start Brock Purdy from now on. like it's it's craziness it's absolute craziness uh I'm going Shanahan um it's worth noting that these awards votes are put in at the end of the regular season so the playoffs don't matter for any of these guys I think that's just good to note um I would have said Dayball if he didn't have that bad end to the regular season um because you know the Giants are a big media team, and they're the it's the first time they've been successful in how long, and he did do a lot with a little, especially with that offense. But I'm also going to agree and go Shanahan because of Brock Purdy. They were the most consistent team throughout the season of these three, um, and I think the media still likes that 49ers kind of hype, uh, kind of evidenced by who's going to be in our next award. But we'll save that for them. 
Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take Dayball. I think he deserves it <laughs> for what he did with the Giants. Uh, there's so many star star powers in San Fran. They traded for Christian McCaffrey. You can't name the top three wide receivers in the for the Giants, and they still put up points. Uh, maybe he falls into the case just like Doug Peterson. If this was after and got that that wild card weekend win added to it, it might have helped his case. But since done, I could see Shanahan winning. Uh, but I do think Dayball would be my pick as well. Doug Peterson doesn't deserve to be nominated. Hot take. Who would you put there? I'm just curious. I mean, I I could see other guys going there, but I want to see who you would put as your three then. I mean, anybody but Doug Peterson, the dude was seven and nine. Like he barely won. Like he barely made the playoffs. He took a relatively talented roster in a shit division. Oh man, gotta bleep that out. He took a relatively good roster in a bad division and ended up being mediocre. I mean, not impressive. Uh Andy Reid, are, are we gonna just forget about the Chiefs. Like I know the Chiefs win every year, and that's a big reason why I think the league is kind of boring this year. But there's a lot of people predicting the Broncos to win the division. Uh, there was people predicting the Chargers to win the division. People predicting the Raiders to win the division. People thought the Chiefs were going to fall off the face of the earth because they lost wide receivers. Say what you will about Patrick Mahomes being the reason or Travis Kelsey being the reason, but Andy Reid is still there. Uh, he is still an offensive-minded coach that led a team with lackluster wide receivers to the playoffs and a number one seed. I think Andy Reid deserves to be there more than Doug Peterson does. And if any coach in NFL history, if I was trying to build a roster with no wide receivers, he'd be my pick because he's done it multiple times in his career too, and I don't understand how. But there was a, I remember a year where the Chiefs were nearly undefeated and they didn't have a wide receiver score touchdown. I don't understand how he does it, but that's a good under, underrated pick because I think people are looking over him since, you know, the Chiefs have been so relevant for so long. Uh, anyway, I can lead us off on offensive rookie of the year where the nominees when the AP were Brock Purdy, Garrett Wilson and Kenneth Walker. And my winner is Chris Olave, and I'm not even going to pick anyone else. I'm picking Chris Olave, too. He should be the winner. <laughs> uh I get what Purdy did was interesting, but I mean, he only played what six games. How are we? Yeah, we're only going to count six games. Let's count the last games for Christian Watson for nine touchdowns. Like, why not? Uh, of these three, though, I'll pick Garrett Wilson because uh, he had the most consistent season with three different quarterbacks. So, at least, I'll pick Kenneth Walker. Uh, dude stepped into a situation he wasn't supposed to be starting and crushed it. Uh, he made Geno Smith look good, and that's impressive. So, I'm with you. I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker as well. Um, I mean, honestly, I still remember that stat of how Tyler Algier has just as many yards as him, and no one gives him any love either. Um, but Kenneth Walker actually deserves to be on this list, as well as Garrett Wilson, the Brock Purdy ones that got me. So if I had to pick one of the three, it's Walker, but Olave was one of the biggest snubs of all the awards in this whole thing. Well, maybe we'll finally all agree on one because I've yet to agree with you two. Uh, on defensive rookie of the year, uh, Sauce Gardner, Aiden Hutchinson, or Tariq Woolen. For this one, let's just do, and the lag might be awful for this when we play it back. <laughs> but I'm going to go three, two, one, and we're all going to say who we think it is because I feel like this okay. one we're all going to be saying. All right, three, two, one, Sauce. Sauce. 
That Hopefully sounded that, good in my ears, but that's probably going to be way off when you edit it. Like I said, it might be way off in your ears, but I agree. I don't think – I mean, Hutchinson, great season. Tariq Woolen for being a late-round pick, incredible, incredible fine. Uh, but what Sauce Gardner did, winning all pro, like he pretty much has this one locked up. Like it's probably like negative 500 you had to bet it on DraftKings, I feel like. Probably. Yeah, that sounds about right. Uh, comeback player of the year. Uh, we got Geno Smith, Christian McCaffrey, and Saquon Barkley. Uh, I mean, Mc, I don't know. McCaffrey <laughs> yeah. has had a bad few years, and he had a fantastic year this year. Uh, Saquon Barkley has had a bad few years and had a great year this year, but they are both players that we expect to be great. Um, and I know they've dealt with injuries too. I'm going Geno Smith. I mean, the dude's garbage. And yet he, uh, he looked really good this year. If it was up to me, he wouldn't have been in the league this year. That's how like low I thought of him coming into this season. And he ended up looking really good for the Seahawks. So I got to give it to Geno. I was actually upset that they didn't start Drew Locke and started Geno Smith instead. But I have one question about this award that I feel like I've asked you guys before, but not on the air. So to be comeback player of the year, do you have to like actually play and do something and then be bad and then play and do good? Because like Geno never did that. <laughs> I mean, he played a while ago. But like very, very I think, underwhelmingly, I think though, and not. What, what is he coming back? Like, what is he coming not... back from? Yeah, the like... bench. <laughs> I mean, that's about it. When he started, he did nothing. <laughs> so is Gino your pick, Snyder? I hear that right? Yeah, Gino's my pick. Yeah this this is the toughest award for me to pick. Um, I I think I have a little bit of like the whole thing with. What it you know to win actually come back? Do you have to come back for something? Or maybe we're looking at too much of like thinking about Alex Smith on like what he actually overcame. So like, mm-hmm. should Brian Robinson have been a candidate? Like, should David Bakhtiari, who missed two years with uh, complications to an ACL tear, and came back and played an All Pro level? Like, there are a lot of different ways to do a comeback. While I do question. Why we call it comeback if he's going to win it? I do think Gino should win this award. And yeah, I don't want to downplay the whole Gino situation too. I think of the group he is the most deserving because of the big jump he took. But I just asked that because of the questioning, like what is he coming back from? Um, so if I was taking that into consideration, I I would probably say Saquon. He took a bigger jump than McCaffrey because McCaffrey still did play, even though it wasn't as great. Saquon was basically injured from what I understand, like from what I remember from two years ago. Um, but out of the group, Gino's deserving of something this year, and that would be it. All righty. We're getting close to the big time awards. Defensive player of the year, uh, Nick Bosa of the 49ers, Micah Parson of the Cowboys, and Chris Jones. Before I get your guys' picks, I will want to remind you again that th- these picks were set before the playoffs because the playoffs encountered Chris Jones would have won this the way he played in the playoffs so far but since we're counting regular season i do have to give my pick to nick bosa yeah i'm going nick bosa i think michael parsons is an intriguing pick i think the end of the season gave the pretty big edge to nick bosa i'll agree yep i think i'm actually surprised we'd have to debate that one more but i think we're on lock stop there (laughs) this one i think is going to be interesting 
Offensive Player of the Year. We have Jalen Hurts of the Philadelphia Eagles, Justin Jefferson of the Minnesota Vikings, and Patrick Mahomes. I know who I want to pick, but I want to hear your guys' first uh, since I gave mine off first last time. So, George, what are we doing? Okay. Um, I want to pick Patrick Mahomes, but I'm not going to because I don't think he's going to win two. Uh, spoiler alert. Um, so like, so I'm between Hertz and Jefferson, and I feel like wide receivers don't get enough love in these awards, which is why I'm going to pick Hertz. But my heart is with Justin Jefferson. My guess is Hertz. My heart is Jefferson. I'm going Jefferson. Jefferson deserves it. Yeah, I think I think Jefferson is good offensive player of the year. When it, granted, I mean Hertz did it, and I don't want to you know discredit him for missing two games. Like I think he's right up there. What he was able to do, both passing and rushing, he had a bunch of total touchdowns. But I think Jefferson for sure uh, would win offensive player of the year, kind of because he is a nominee for MVP or final award of the evening. Uh, so is Jalen Hurts and Patrick Mahomes, so they're all nominated twice. And then you'll throw in Josh Allen and Joe Burrow. This one seems obvious. Yep. But Tyler, I know you have the most controversial takes when it comes to MVP. So I would love to hear what you have to say first. Hurts uh, doesn't deserve it. I'll start it with that. Um, I, I know that's going to be... It's going to sound like I'm just being a hater because I am against the Eagles this year. Um, go Chiefs. But it's not that I'm just being a hater. I really just don't believe he deserves MVP. I, I feel like MVP has to do something that goes above and beyond that really sets you apart from everybody else. Uh, I do understand that Jalen Hurts missed two games. I get that. But it's two games. Um, the dude was not in the top 10 in passing touchdowns. He was not in the top 10 in passing yards. Um, say what you will about missing games. Tua Tungavailoa had more yards and touchdowns than him in one less game. Uh, he did not even have the most rushing yards as a quarterback, if you want to use that as a stat. Um, he wasn't even the top three in rushing yards for quarterback. The only stat he led in as a quarterback was rushing touchdowns, which if rushing touchdowns by a quarterback is really what you want to decide an MVP on, I just think that's ridiculous. I don't think he deserves it. Um, if he played two more games, maybe he would have gotten there. But again, he's not even in the top 10 in these categories. I don't think two games would have gotten him into those categories. Um, so again, I think it needs to be something that puts you above and beyond. Um, we've seen good quarterback play and Mahomes is definitely up there for having a great season. He also is up there for having the most up some of the most interceptions in the entire NFL this year. So did he really go above and beyond? I don't know. Um, long story short. I don't think MVP should be a quarterback award anymore. I think they've done enough. So I'm going Justin Jefferson again. I knew you were going to have fun. I didn't know if you were actually going to pick Jefferson because you picked him for offensive player of the year. And normally they are different. Um, But I agree. I like I've been on your side about there should be a running back or a wide receiver winning MVP a lot more often than there is. So I love that pick. I just, can't see it happening because the media just drools over quarterbacks if you want me to pick who i think is gonna win i'll pick mahomes Mm -hmm. if you want me to pick who i think should win i'll pick jefferson yeah george okay um i mean i kind of you know hinted at it during offensive player of the year i'm gonna pick mahomes um i like everything that tyler said for the justin jefferson thing and i feel like he was trying to get 
something out of me when he was trying to talk about Jalen Hurts season, but he's right. Like, I think the two games that he missed should have actually helped his, um, you know, MVP stat, like, you know, standing because you saw how the Eagles struggled without him. There were so many more turnovers. Him taking care of the ball was a big reason why the Eagles were so successful this season. But when you look at the fact that Mahomes, you know, had a whole reset in the wide receiver room and was as efficient as he was, despite the amount of turnovers he did have, Mahomes does deserve it. Yeah, I, I think I think it's a no-brainer that Mahomes got it. What he he did this year, um, definitely the most valuable player, and I think that's part of the reason why Tyler has had some issues with football this year is because, like, it feels not special because we're getting to the point, and this is not a knock on Mahomes in any way, but it might sound like one where like Mahomes doing anything is not impressive. Like, as <laughs> hard as that is to say, like. He's only been a starter for five years, and we feel like we've seen it all with him. And it's just like, okay, like we're ready for some fresh blood. And he still makes a crazy play here and there, and you're like, oh, my God, Patrick Mahomes, he's so good. He's still fun to watch. Uh, but I think there is some recency bias. and consi- Just like if you know people were tired of Rodgers after winning it for two years in a row. Like You get old of what's been, what's been stale. The big thing is when he wins MVP, will he be able to break the MVP curse? And we'll talk about that next week we won't know the awards by next week because we record the same day they come. um but i think that wraps up nfl awards so let's jump into something a little bit more fun a little bit different in our pro football our pro bowl flag football fantasy draft <laughs> tongue Wars twister for me all right i'll give you a little bit of background on our pro football flag bowl fantasy draft um so we have gone and found the rosters for the Pro Bowl flag football game. So there's going to be some things we're going to have to do a little different. We're not going to be drafting quarterbacks in this because there's only two, for example. But we're going to draft rosters of a running back, a wide receiver, two sorry, two wide receivers, a defensive player, and a flex that can be a wide receiver, tight end, or defense. And then we are going to look back at the stat sheets from the flag football game and see who would have scored the most fantasy points. From that flag football game. So we are going to try to find guys that are going to be the most involved. We think that the flag football, you know, format compared to regular football will benefit them in this kind of game. All right, guys. So for the draft order, we are going reverse of our playoff challenge picking order. So that means that Cody will go first. Tyler is still second and I will be last. Is there any other things I missed about this activity before we jump in? Yeah, first pick sucks. There's a lot of talented players on I there. I hope so. We're it's gonna... the Pro Bowl. And, yeah, that's a good point. And I think the defensive addition makes it a lot more interesting. Um, but if you know me and when it comes to fantasy, you should know what position group I'm targeting. There's none of them. It's definitely receiver. running back. And uh, Devontae Adams. I know if you're looking at the screen, you might not believe it, but I used to play in a flag football league, and the one thing that always killed in the, those leagues was speed. And when you got to pull kill. someone's flag, I'm not trying to pull Tyreek Hill's flag. So my first pick will be Tyreek Hill. It makes 100% sense if you're talking in flag football. Um, <laughs> but I, I totally was with Tyler saying, like, he's going Devontae Adams. It, it was all setting up for it. <laughs> 
Maybe he'll come back to me. Maybe Will we come back to him, Tyler. Um, probably. Uh, I'm gonna go with the guy I've been hyping up for how long? I'm going Justin Jefferson. Nice. I mean, who's the quarterback on the NFC? Oh, it's Kirk. Huh? Oh, that weird. that says okay. something, doesn't it? It's almost like they have a connection already, or something strange. <laughs> yeah, the yeah, game will be played at seven o'clock, point. though. It's oh. not prime time yet. Eight o'clock is prime time. <laughs> and maybe he can trick himself because they're playing it in Vegas, so it'll still be light outside. I don't know. Is that something that works that way? I don't think so. That'd be a question for Kirk. This is a snake draft, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah this this is a snake draft. So I get back to back here. Um. So I'm going to say, let's see, there's three running backs total, which is why we cannot flex a running back, by the way. Uh, so I'm going to use one of these two picks to take my choice. And I think in a flag football format, my favorite of the group is Christian McCaffrey. Um, so I'm going to hope that that whatever injury he was dealing with last week isn't affecting him. And we're going to play Christian McCaffrey as my first running back. And then wide receiver. Hmm, This one's tough. I'm I'm between Stephon Diggs and Jamar Chase. Um, I'm gonna let Javante Adams fall back to Cody, sure, whatever. Unless Tyler wants to take him next, uh, give me Jamar Chase. Why not? Okay, okay. Kind of annoyed. Um, <laughs> was that your pick, Tyler? Would you have taken Chase? I have no idea what my pick was. I'm winging it. Okay. We're all um, kind of winging at this point. This is something that I don't know if it's ever been done before. So there's not really like a, <laughs> you know, basis on how to handle this. All right. So is it straight up flag football like we used to play? Or are they wearing any gear? I imagine it's just straight up flag football. Like the AFL. That's what I would imagine. Yeah. Because they don't want them to hit anyway. Like so they didn't no want to hit when they were in pads. <laughs> well, if there's no helmets, then... There's no stiff arms. If there's no stiff arms, Derrick Henry's value is going down. Um, yes. So that hurts. But you, but you want to do it anyways. Um, hmm. well, you know what? We don't have any prizes on the line for this, so I'm going to have some fun with this. I'm going to take uh, Sauce Gardner as my defender. Nice. Uh, defense I... early. Yeah. Yeah, why not? What kind of hey, sauce a... do you like with your uh, with your fantasy teams? Is it barbecue? Are, are you like hot sauce kind of guy? Chick fil A sauce? I like Chick fil A sauce. That's, that's a good answer. <laughs> All right, maybe we maybe we'll, we'll come up with a price. Maybe we'll talk about that off air. Oh, you uh, say after I pick may... Sauce Gardner? Got it. Go for it. <laughs> it's yeah. fine. It's fine. It's a great. It's an interesting pick. And we again, we don't really know how the football is going to work. We don't know if they're you know, only going to get to play a set amount of plays like. Defense, can they only play defense? Like, there's a lot of question marks around this. Um, but this is fantasy, and my name is Cody Roadcap. So, my first pick will be Stefan Diggs. If I can even, George, finish typing that for me in the, the Google Doc. Sure. Yeah, go ahead. Spelled it so wrong. Yeah, I know. And oh, then my next pick for my flex spot will be Devontae Adams. Loading up on the wide receiver. Wide receivers, baby, playing fantasy football the right way. <laughs> yeah, sounds great. Um, I like how you got... picked Diggs before Adams just to try to make us think you weren't going to. 
Or so you can say you took Adams in the third round, either way. Correct. Adams in the third round. Um, so man, I'm already crushing it. Um I have Justin Jefferson in case Kirk Cousins is on, and in case it is prime time, he's probably gonna throw some picks to sauce. So I already got it locked. Um but I guess man. I am going to go with for my second wide receiver spot, if I'm allowed to do this, or I can do flex. Give me George Kittle. Okay. I guess I think we're going to have to end up taking a, that's going to have to end up being a flex. So I'm okay with you putting Kittle there. There's only one wide receiver left actually. Um, so that's fun. So to make sure I don't get stuck, I'll go ahead and take that wide receiver at CD lamb with my other pick. Okay. I have a flex and a defense left. Um, I guess it has to be a defender at this point, doesn't it? This is it's it's interesting how they picked these guys before. And I thought it was going to be more of a rotation where like they had the entire Pro Bowl roster at their disposal and they could just rotate in. This is completely different. Um, Micah Parsons is really fast and he's really good at tackling. Maybe he's really good at pulling flags, too. I'm going to take him as my first defender. All right. All right. So I could take a running back here or a flex. That's what I have left. Uh, The whole world is like, all right, Tyler, stop talking. You're going to take Derrick Henry. We know it. Nope. I'm going with my flex. I'm going Talanoa Hufanga. That's my team. I love it. Crush it. Yeah, man. I know there's no prizes, but I'm still playing to win. So, well, you have in that first pick has now paid dividends in the fact that you've gotten three wide receivers um, cor- when there wasn't enough wide receivers for us to fill that. So that was that was good for you. It was. And my next pick, I will take Derrick Henry. So he's the only running back on the AFC and the NFC has two. Not sure how that split will split. Wow, that was great English right there. And then defensive-wise, because we're playing fantasy football and it should be fun, let me get Trayvon Diggs for his speed, his catching ability. Wouldn't be prized if he hauls in a touchdown. Passed up on Jair Alexander. All right. Can I take Jalen Ramsey as my running back? No, you're stuck (laughs) with Saquads. That's your pick. I was actually what about surprised. Trevor Lawrence, he runs sometimes. And we definitely can't take quarterbacks. That would definitely skew the uh, points totals there. That that just wouldn't be fair. If that was the case, I'm going back and changing CMC to Kirk Cousins, and that even sounds disgusting. But quarterbacks just score more. Let it be known that I wanted to choose Jalen Ramsey as my running back. But I'll go with Saquads. It's fine. Okay. I see you. Um, I'm between taking another solid tackler and hoping he can pull flags and taking Roquan Smith or going with Tyler's strategy and taking Jalen Ramsey. But since I already have one linebacker, I'm going to go Jalen Ramsey in my spot here as my flex. Interesting. I would have taken Derwin James. Just the, he was the other one I was looking at, but yeah, he is your, the probably the best player on your favorite team. So, a little disappointed in you. I mean, 
they do have Cameron Dicker. So <laughs> Dicker the kicker. Dicker the All kicker. Right. So either that was completely pointless or it'll be a lot of fun. How have us have some interest on the Pro Bowl, which we haven't had for years. I couldn't actually tell you the last time I watched a Pro Bowl game. Um, it was worth it last year to see Mac Jones gritty. Let's be for real. Uh, but other than that, wasn't much <laughs> going on. But I think that'll that'll wrap up the show. Hopefully, my team wins, and we probably should talk about yeah. prizes beforehand. Probably should have redid it, not having two solid wide receivers and had just a wide receiver and some flex options or yeah. two defensive okay. players, but. Live and learn. We'll do it again next year for the Pro Bowl. As always, thank you for listening to another episode of the Couch GM's podcast. Uh, this podcast is way more fun for you and way more fun for us when you get involved. It's been fun. I'm Cody Rodecap, joined as always with George Kurth and sometimes by Tyler Snyder. And we will see you all next week. Choo-choo.